Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's bring in Barrett Salee. Barrett, today is Denzel Washington's birthday. Welcome to the show. What's your favorite Denzel movie? Oh, man. Uh, remember the Titans is up there. Um, you know what's a good movie that I don't know if it, it's one of his that kind of went under the radar? Man on Fire. Mm. That's what we just played. Is, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, I mean, I, it, it's a good movie, and I don't think he gets enough credit for being a, uh, you know, one of his best. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, happy birthday, Denzel! I had no idea. Well, I don't know what you're going to get him, but you know, I know it's a lot to shop for Christmas. So, weren't there two, there were two <laughs> Men on Fire movies like within a few years of each other? Yeah, or maybe they're several right? years apart. There might have been. So. Yeah, it didn't have a sequel, but are you saying a movie that's similar to it? I think there was a – oh, here it is right here. There was a 1987 version. Oh, it's a remake. I didn't know that. Yeah. and it was, I had no idea either. There may be three versions of it. This one had Joe Pesci in it, but he wasn't the lead. Hmm. I don't recognize this guy. In the, Joe Pesci the is like the most unlikely Hollywood superstar there for like five years. He is. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw it. There, was some, there, were, there are people on, on X. Now, I don't want to pretend that's real life, but – Twitter. Apparently, there's a thing where people didn't know that the cop from Home Alone was also the robber. Like, it's Joe Pesci. Both no way. Like, They're making this up. I, that, I swear. I, I swear that's a thing. And it's Wait, like, a... that's the whole premise of the movie. Like, that's how, that's how the whole thing starts. They don't know I, that don't the know. cop is Joe Pesci and he ends up being the robber? Like, they somehow yeah. just didn't notice? No, that's, was, that's the that, movie. I, Apparently that's the thing. I don't know. I guess I haven't seen Home Alone from the beginning in so, so long. I didn't realize there was a cop in the movie. So at the very beginning, uh, Joe Pesci shows up he's and he's got, a cop yeah. and he says he's you know he needs to check the house or something like that. He's casing the house. That's what yeah. he's doing. Was he a real cop? No, he pretending wasn't. to be he was a pretending cop. To be a cop. No. Yeah, okay. And, and and the guy from Little Nero's Pizza comes in and you know they're both together, right at the front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed all that. Okay. It's mass chaos at the time at the house. Yeah. How, wait, hold on. I, Justin, I have more questions. How did you miss that? I, like, I haven't seen Home Alone. That's, how, that's, how, that's the point of the whole movie. I'm sure I saw it at the beginning. Mike, I watched this movie like when it first came out. I haven't watched it all the way through since. It just, I always like turn it on. Every time it comes on, it seems like he's right in the middle of like terrorizing the guys with paint cans. So like, I don't ever see the beginning anymore. I forgot all about it. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, and Barrett, I've had a lot of drinks since then. So I don't know. What do you want from me? Um, right. Let's talk about football. Wes, Wes, run your uh, run your idea that isn't your idea by by Barrett and see if he likes the idea. Yeah, Barrett, uh, you may have seen it. You may have been part of this. It was a lot of national sports it. writers uh, that got together, and they're trying to fix college football. And one of their ideas is to move the bowl games that aren't you know aren't part of the playoff system to the spring and play those as part of almost like spring football. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. That's awful. There, that is, you know, if, if you want to have games against, I, I, I said this for a long time, have Arkansas play Pine Bluff. Have Arkansas State play, what's another one? That's a uh, small one. Central Chita, Arkansas. Whatever. Central Arkansas. That's right. Your boy, Central Arkansas. Like, have, have that happen because – the thing about what's happening in our sport right now, there's the, the push for 
tougher games in the regular season. We've seen, I think Georgia has 12 power five opponents in like 26 or something like that. Right. Um, if, if you're going to have those kind of schedules, you need to keep your FCS and lower level power five schools afloat. And the way to do that is to give them games and doing that in the spring. That's a television draw. People are going to be excited about it. Uh, you will, you will treat them way more seriously than a spring game. Um, so I would be for that. Bowl games in the spring is stupid. Like I have no okay. idea why that would even be discussed. What so, you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic <laughs> things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room <laughs> is now dumber for having listened to it. I, I will say this, and, and listen, if Barrett had presented the spring bowl game idea and Wes had presented the spring game against the lower-level teams, I would have given Wes praise and I would have berated Barrett so it's not personal for the person that sent in a message earlier. But I think that's a great idea, Barrett, actually. No. And that would, for those schools that are trying to eliminate the uh, FCS teams off their schedule, playing it as a spring game that is you sell tickets to, you get TV coverage on, would be much better than watching these de facto half a scrimmage things they don't even do real scrimmages anymore it's not even like they're keeping score for real so I, I think that would actually be a pretty good idea but here's the thing is for for these bowl games for for the most part you're treating them as spring games on steroids now right you're getting to yeah. see players who you know have not played like right now the kid from um from smu that's just falling out in the fenway bowl um you know you're, you're getting to see the, the tone set for spring practice anyway. If you have a bowl game after spring, spring practice, you're, you're basically um, saying that the, the winter time doesn't count and a lot of these, these yeah. chances that these players have to make a statement before or during the first transfer portal window is, is non-existent. And I think that's what's... Like you're having players play right now who are making a case for themselves to be starters at their current schools or enter the transfer portal immediately after their, their bowl game and capitalize off that market value they gain. And I think those there, two things are important. There are a million reasons why you shouldn't do it in the spring. There are also, here's my thing, there's compelling reasons to watch these games because we've seen guys that we've never heard of before coming and balling out like we saw last night with USC. We saw it with the backup quarterback, backup, backup, backup quarterback at Texas A&M. He came out and played well even though they lost. And then yeah. you've got guys who are, you know, are Joe Schmoes that are not ever going to play professional football that are playing in their last games that actually care. So you're getting a little bit of everything. And like I made the argument earlier, these are guys in most cases, nobody knows SMU's roster. Our guys don't. Our listeners don't. I don't. Nobody knows the roster for Boston College. We don't follow these teams. So I don't care who's playing. I just want to see a good game or a game, period, and we're getting that. So it doesn't matter. And if your team is playing, you're going to follow them even if you get opt-outs. Like, you think Arkansas fans wouldn't be all over a bowl game right now, even if KJ wasn't love playing it. and Rocket wasn't playing? I'd love it. It'd be great. And, you know, it's a reward for players that don't get heavily compensated. They do get heavily compensated at bowl games. So you can't be pro-player payment and anti-bowl because that's stupid. It doesn't make sense. You can't have it both ways. And – you know, I think for, for the, these are engineered to be good matchups, like you said. Now, obviously, certain things can happen where, you know, there are opt-outs and you get Florida State, Georgia, whatever. But they're engineered to be good games based on the tie-in. What's not to like about that? I mean, it's, they're great. They're a lot of fun. And like you said, Miller Moss last night, I mean, that was awesome to 
see what he did yeah. in that bowl game. You know, that, that's fantastic. And then you have those great stories. Like you mentioned, the Minnesota quarterback who was playing in his first game and his last game, hmm. and his fiance was there. He had to put off his, his yeah. wedding to play in a football game. Like that was a little bit overkill with the storyline, but still, that's, that's a cool story. And he threw for 26 yards in a win. So you know what? It worked out fine. Everybody's good. Uh, we're talking to Barrett Salee from CBSSports.com. Somebody made the point earlier that the best way to get opt-outs or stop them from happening is to have more relevant games and more playoff games. And with the 12-team playoff, that is an ancillary benefit, right? You're going to get more guys, top-level guys, playing those games because those games truly matter. You are. But you're also going to get more stories like Malik Murphy where he's in the transfer portal because that's his only time to do it, right? So you're still going to have some issues from a personnel perspective where, you know, Arch Manning is not supposed to be Texas's backup quarterback in the Sugar Bowl, but he might have to play because Malik Murphy had to make a business decision and made the right one at the right time because it was the only time. So, yeah, you're going to have um, you're going to have fewer opt-outs, but you're also going to have tougher decisions for players to make because they aren't starting for their playoff team. You know, it's just, it, the calendar's still screwed up. But, yeah, you're going to have yeah. a lot. You're not. You're going to have fewer situations than you have with Florida State. That can be adjusted, certainly, and we'll see if they do some of that. Okay, we gotta, we got to go can in be, just a minute. Can be. Probably won't. But. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. All right, let me ask you about the playoffs, because there are two games that really matter coming up before we talk to you again in a couple of weeks. What are your expectations on the two playoff games? I think Texas-Washington is going to be awesome. I think Texas gets the job done because their front seven is going to take over, um, you know, down the stretch. It's a great matchup in the trenches with, with Washington's offensive line versus Texas' front seven. But ultimately, I think that um, that they're more versatile than, than people realize Texas is. Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers going to have a big game, especially this month to prepare. Um, I think Alabama beats Michigan by double digits. I have no idea why Michigan's favored. I think Alabama, with a month to sort of hit the reset button offensively and sort of recalibrate the offense based on Jalen Milrow's success, that's going to be ultra dangerous. And I don't think J.J. McCarthy's that good. I'm not going to lie. I think J.J. McCarthy is um, slightly above average as a quarterback and has struggled down the stretch. And that's not what you want to be doing going into a game against Alabama's defense. And then the SEC commissioner will have to take the zero because he'll be too excited to go to the chalkboard. I mean, you get a you get a de facto SEC, all SEC matchup the year before Texas joins the SEC for a national championship. Does it get any better? Oh yeah, the Greg, Greg would be loving that. And then now you get to go into a situation where you're getting four, maybe five teams in the playoffs every single year. You're going to get a lot more of those SEC versus SEC matchups. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, we got to run, Barrett. I appreciate you. Uh, we will let you go, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for the time. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you. All right, Happy New Year. Thank you.